serving our veterans and making sure that they have the support services they need is something that should be top of mind on this uh, weekend of all weekends. And there is a, uh, a wonderful organization called Vets Returning Home. And this really helps to intersect with homeless veterans in the metro Detroit area, a, a really underserved population. And WJR Senior News Analyst Marie Osborne uh, gives us a profile of this wonderful organization that tries to fill that void. Marie, good morning. And good morning again, guys. Sandy Bauer admits that she has a comfortable life, but it really wasn't like that always. After finding herself homeless at 14 and having a son as a teenager, she says she could never find a good job. And that's when she decided to start her own business. And after a few attempts, she found success. And at the age of 55, she told her staff she wanted to find deeper meaning in her life. And that's when she founded Vets Returning Home. I knew I would do something for homeless, so I literally just Googled metro detroit homeless and um just started researching the issues that we have in the homeless arena here in the metro detroit and that's when you know i educated myself on the plight of the veterans and since she opened the doors of vets returning home 10 years ago sandy and her staff have housed over 2,000 vets at their 11,000 square foot facility in roseville in addition the organization has helped more than a thousand families from falling into homelessness vets returning home is more than a homeless shelter they have several support services a furniture bank so that once our veterans stabilized and we get them connected with either a job or their disability income then we get them grants if they qualify to move into apartments so then they go to our furniture bank pick out the furniture and then we make sure that when they get into their apartment they've got pretty much everything they need and Vets Returning Home also has a vehicle donation program because Sandy says that's the number one issue with vets is a lack of transportation. She also says she believes many veterans find themselves homeless because they can't navigate life outside of the military. Men, many, she says, are considering taking their own lives. I would say probably a third, maybe half of the veterans that come to me, you know, initially, they're right there on the brink. And she says that's why she works with veterans, to give them the skills to make some good decisions about their future, as well as the concrete help they need to get past a crisis. And if anybody would like to help, Guy, you can go to Homeless Vets, or to help Homeless Vets, go to vetsreturninghome.org. Vetsreturninghome.org. There's lots there to see. So what kind of th- items are they looking for, Marie? I know when, when we lost my father-in-law, there had been we had some just recently purchased furniture yep. uh, that, that w- he had in his assisted living space there. And, you know, we were kind of left with, well, what do we do with this now? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just kind of items they're looking for? Exactly. So they're looking for uh, gently used furniture. They do uh, also clothing because once they get these vets situated in a job situation, they're going to need clothing. Uh, they also do this uh, pretty uh, rigorous uh, and vital service with the um, used vehicles. Also, vehicle donation program, you can do that. Of course, monetary gifts are always welcome because then they can really put that money to where it's needed. 
And Marie, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't say congratulations. We did say it yesterday, but congratulations on that Neil Shine Award oh, that you thank received. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, ta-da. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? We, we all know how you are, you know, philanthropy and all those things. But just, just let the let the listeners know, you oh, know how much this means to you. Well, it means everything to me. First of all, Neil Shine, former editor of the Detroit Free Press. Um, I was a student at the University of Detroit working on the Varsity News. And, of course, he was a graduate of the university and of that program many years before I was there. And, you know, he, I mean, he was just, I held him in such high esteem. So to even get, mm-hmm. you know, mentioned in the same sentence as Neil, in, in fact, mm-hmm. his son, Dan, is the one who actually handed me the award. And so that was so meaningful to me. And, uh, you know, always shining this light on our community and what we can all do in our community as members of the media. Um, he, you know, he led the way in that area. Well, he was the kind of the, he was the pioneer among many of the the notion of community journalism. Yes. And, and that, I mean, that's why it means so much because he was kind of the godfather in that mm-hmm. in, in that regard. And, you, you know, uh, through all these years and all the organizations that I've worked with, I can't tell, first of all, the people you meet are just incredible and they're such lasting friendships. But the number of stories that I heard and was able to do because I was out there and meeting these people, it's pretty extraordinary. So um, I've got, I've received so much more than I've given out uh, in anything, just received so much more and so much enrichment in my life. Marie, I'm sure you don't like talking about yourself, so that might have been tough for you. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was a little bit. It, it is, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, we, look, in our business, all, and all of you can relate to this, we love talking to other people and asking right. them the questions. Asking questions. But when yeah. they, when you get asked the questions, you're like, uh, and so it, it, it is hard, but. Um, you know, look, I, I, in my little acceptance speech, I did mention my parents because when we were growing up, and this is what I said, when we were growing up, my parents would always be, they were not impressed by the size of the house somebody lived in or the kind of school they went to or, you know, the car they drove. But boy, they were always really impressed by any kind of volunteer work that people did and the kind of community service they did. And I remember, like, like even if I had, like, a boy I was interested in, if I could zero in on something he was doing for the community, and they were, my parents were like, oh, they were all about that. So, you know, it's just... Did John like, pass muster on that uh, Yes, in that he regard? did. And, and speaking of my own husband and my own family, I mean, <laughs> they have been recruited on so many of these little projects that I've been involved in through the years and you know John will just say to me okay where are we going today what are we doing it's just I mean but they're always game and and so my kids are involved too in community service now as adults as well so it's just part of the family DNA I think and and we should point out that as reporters we so often end up covering man's inhumanity yeah we do man and so when we can tell the story of these people that are involved in their community and doing good things restores the faith doesn't it oh yeah. absolutely <laughs> and you know it's always amazing to me too the people sometimes who have the least are the ones who are mm-hmm. out, the, out there offering the most mm-hmm. and to me that always touches my heart when i see that 
Yeah. Or like when you're doing a lot of tough stories, then you someone brings you back that there are good people in the oh, world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And How we many can times? do it as reporters. We, it's up to us to bring those stories to people, and we try to do that. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank no, you, you no guys. I really appreciate it. So. it. <laughs> we're proud of you every day, but we're especially proud of you today, Marie. Well, thank you. And, I, can, of course, I'm proud of working with you. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, you know what? We've got the, the Lions coming up here uh, against the Chargers. How we have we... We've got a, just a quick minute here before we have to get to break. How, give us the uh, the hospital report. <laughs> okay, no problem. So here's some good news, guys. David Montgomery, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnall, all four full participants in practice. The players had Wednesday off. They came back Thursday, and those guys were practicing. As you know, Lions are 6-2. and two. They prepared to take on the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 10. And with David Montgomery coming back, that brings a new wrinkle, you know, because yes. now they can get back to those two backs of using Jameer Gibbs right. and David Montgomery. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. They're being cautious with Big V. Graham Glasgow has named was named the starter at right guard. But a lot of those to have those guys on the front yes. is going to be huge too. And you know, congratulations to Graham. He just I mean, wherever you plug him in, he does a great job. Yeah, yeah, he's Next great. Full on utility guy. That line is back together, mm -hmm. and so let's go. One of our favorite moments of any Lions games is when they have the salute to hometown heroes. You're going to meet the man behind that who is a hometown hero himself. That's next on JR Morning.